あこれ私に来たあの忘れ物手話どうしてって覚えたあてかこれあんまし見たくないかもだけど。あ,あのさ、俺と西宮友達になれるかな。何言ってんの俺。って言ってたんだろ小学生の時。やっと意味わかった。泣かないでよ。泣かないでよ、西宮。What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Retro Movie Podcast, the podcast where everything is connected. I'm your host, Jacob Thompson, and joining me is my co host and friend, Alex Perkins. Perk, how are you doing tonight?、Uh, I'm all right, but where's the, where's the lead? I, I, I lost my, my train of thought for a second, but I got it. I, I'll tell you what, this, this movie was a hard one to grab something yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, fair. But I came up with person most likely to take a picture of me jumping into a river and get me in trouble at school and, and grounded. I like that. You, get, you have your photography, you know, side hustle. Yeah. I like and, that.、Uh, you, you get people in trouble with it. Yes.、Uh, <laughs> I am a, a paparazzo. As, as it were.、Uh, <laughs> welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This is the show where every perk and I review a movie connected to the last one we watched.、Um, last time we watched Bell,、uh, our connection was Aoi Yuki, who、uh, just had kind of background vo- or voices in Bell, but in this movie, she played the little sister of Nishimiya. Um, so, a pretty, pretty big role there. But yeah,、uh, if you like our show, we post every Friday on YouTube Podcast Services. And、uh, this week we are reviewing A Silent Voice. Perk, watch the intro for us.、Uh, yeah, all right.、Uh, a Silent Voice is a 2016 joint directed by Naoko Yamada.、Um, it is about a kid who, in elementary school, Gets a new classmate who is deaf and he bullies her、uh, emotionally and, and physically, and she just wants to be friends.、Uh, and then, cut to down the road, he you know, feels bad and wants to make amends, and they build a friendship in the future.、Uh, a couple fun facts,、uh, which the one of them we, we missed out, but that's kind of cool actually.、Uh, Shoko's English dub. Voice actress is actually deaf. That's awesome.、Uh, yeah, which is very cool.、Um, and the,、uh, the other one I saw was, which didn't make too much sense to me because I don't speak Japanese, but <laughs> at one point when uh, Shoko uh, admits that she likes Shida,、uh, she uses the word Suki, which is love or like, I guess. and Sounds a lot like Tsuki with like a silent T,、mm-hmm. which means moon. So that's where he came up with the, you know, she was talking about the moon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, from my, my years watching anime, it seems like there's a lot of words that sound very similar. And <laughs> there can be some misinterpretation there. I'm sure that's、yeah. also true in English,、uh, where it's not as 
blame the aware of it. That was I was trying to come up with something like that for the intro for you, Perk, but I couldn't think of something <laughs> uh, clever or fast enough for that. Fair enough. Um, I can go first on this one. Um, so this, this is a hard one for me because there are things I really, really love about this movie. Like I think, like the cinematography is outstanding, and like just the composition of shots and the decisions they make to kind of show depression and. Um, I think it's just a, it's a gorgeously animated. Um, and I think it is a very like strong, compelling story. My issue is that I could very easily tell this was adapted from a manga and it felt like a series of chapters and not a typical like three act movie structure. Huh. And, and it kind of felt like just a condensed season of an anime. And I really think it would have been better as a season of anime as opposed to a film. Um, I just think the, the pacing is just kind of, I, I won't say it's like slow or too fast. It's just kind of off um, or kind of, um, I don't know. It just didn't feel like a movie to me. It felt like a condensed season of a show, um, which, you know, isn't the worst thing in the world. But again, if I'm watching a movie, I expect kind of a typical movie structure. So, um, and I think like there are times when it's very apparent there was like stuff they cut from the manga. Like uh, what's the, the guy with the red hair? Um what, what's uh, he doing? You know? Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, why I, is he in this, in this movie? I'm sure he had a we, larger role in the manga. And it made more sense. We can get into it a little later when we discuss the characters. But yeah. Yeah. But I it's like stuff like that where I just, they're kind of just trying to condense the story down. I think if it would have been a season and let, let breathe more, I think it would have worked even more. But that being said, I think, like I said, I think there are really strong things about this movie. I think the themes are really strong. Um, I like the characters a lot. I like how it's, how it's shot for lack of a better term for animation. Um, but yeah, I just think it, it would have worked better as a show. Um, the way I would sum up my feelings about this movie, uh, it, pretty much I would say I think it might be a masterpiece and I don't like it. <laughs> um, it just like I could see all of the value. You're right. The animation's great. Uh, I think the, the score is great. Uh, it, it has a somewhat compelling story but there are just there are a few things that detract for me um at first but not least uh i would say your suggestion to maybe turn it into a, a series i wouldn't watch it i for sure wouldn't watch it because then the first quarter of the movie would probably be two or three episodes and i was struggling to stay awake in the first oh like, really yeah it it it's just you know how when we watched uh when we watched what's the what's it called uh, uh stars on earth like stars yes, on earth like stars yeah. on earth thank you um where the first half of the movie is just the kid being miserable mm -hmm. like the first more than half an hour of this movie is just uh ishida bullying nishimiya it's mm -hmm. like yeah i know i i understand we have to go here but I was pretty much done with it right away, and then it's just it just keeps being miserable, and I just kind of bored me. Uh, and then you know it it picks up once they move to the future, but uh yeah I don't know this it slow burn is the way that pretentious people say the movie's boring, and this one's definitely a slow burn. <laughs> mm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I hear where you come from to some extent. I I think maybe the first part in the past was a bit long. Um, but I think it did a pretty good job of a kind of establishing all of the kind of main group of characters kind of 
it all comes down to they're all trying to maintain their social standing and they're using different tactics to do so, right? Like you have uh, Ishida bullying to kind of remain kind of the the alpha. F- sorry for using that term, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Among like the the men, um, you have Ueno who's like joining in and trying to like make Ishida like her. Uh, you have Kawhi who claims like, oh, I didn't actually do it. It's like, yeah, but you were like complicit essentially. And her defense is just like pushing blame off um, Sahara leaving. So I think it does a good, a, a pretty good job, like establishing all those characters. Um, and. Uh, but then. Yeah. There's like half a dozen more characters. Yeah. I mean, we, we I feel like we really just get the, his friend, um, Nagatsuka. And yeah. the red-haired guy, which I'm blanking on, but friend. he essentially doesn't even need to be in the movie. Um, and then I guess like the sister and stuff uh, in the future. But um, yeah, I hear you though. I think that part could have been a little bit shorter, but I, I don't know. It's it's hard because like they, I feel like they need to show why Ashida is so depressed, or like show like show like kind of how bad it was. Like the part where they're like ripping her hearing aids out and stuff is like fucking brutal man like that is yeah. just like insane um and uh but yeah i, I hear you coming from in that uh I, but I, I guess i understand why they did it and i understand why you think it kind of went on too long all right what what do you want to start in on i i i'll 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 go on to to praises for the movie i i just okay. think the themes were really well done um and just kind of how they show depression um you have talked before about like how the Bojack episode "Stupid Piece of Shit" is like a really good um, depiction of depression that we don't. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to show, right? It's hard to show in a in a uh, in a movie, much less in anime. We have a little bit more freedom with how to do it, and I really liked how they showed Ishida with him looking down, and we get the POV shots a lot. Um, I think they use POV shots really really well in this film, and just him coming, always looking down and looking away from people, and I really like the X mechanic. Um, I, I thought that was very really striking. Clever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just his feeling of like, and the movie exploring like him being like, do I deserve to live? You know, um, which is incredibly dark, but also like as someone who's dealt with depression and like self-worth issues. Like I, I could relate to that to some extent. And um, I think the the exploration of that topic was, was well done. Um, I didn't expect Nishimiya <laughs> for that the last part of the movie for that to get so dark um but i think just overall like how like depression was shown in this movie i thought was very well done and it's it's hard it's hard to do yeah i'll, I'll build on that because i thought i think you're right the themes are pretty strong uh it kind of grapples with something that we don't see too often in um in movies because usually like the climactic type event is not in the first act mm-hmm. like the bullying starts right away and that's pretty much the event that the movie revolves around and the kind of just the the theme of kind of floating around with what is forgiveness are there things that are unforgivable mm-hmm. can i be forgiven what does that even mean uh do i deserve to be friends with nishimiya you know that I, yeah it, it it handles some interesting concepts that you don't see tackled too often yeah and i think especially and i'm sorry bringing this up but i feel like i gotta say it and it hasn't been as much of a thing recently but you know cancel culture is a thing that's been in the zeitgeist for a while now and it's like what do is redemption possible for people you know 
are certain things unforgivable, all that kind of stuff. I, I, I like how this movie kind of explores um, those topics. And I think like the scene of him, I think when they're at like the, the carnival, um, him like taking him on me, like, do I deserve, like I'm having fun. Do I deserve to have fun? Like all that stuff I got was just really, really, um, really powerful and strong. Another thing I really liked about this movie was the, I don't know what you call it, like the flash frames where we'd get like quick little flashes of images that might indicate something that happened in the past or in the future and we haven't seen yet. Maybe we never will. Sure. Um, like, for example, yeah. before we find out that Nishimiya um, wants to hurt herself, we get some flash frames of like a dead bird with like blood around it and then her like laying with her head with the blood on the ground behind her head. And I'm like, first I'm like, what? Like, what is what is that? And I think after we find out later that she, you know, was depressed, that, that was her trying to show, you know, because, I mean, she can't speak very well. Like, that's her trying to show, like, I want to, you know, hurt myself. And, like, they use those a lot in the film. I think that, like, was a great effect. Like, I really liked, like I said, the cinematography of this movie, I think, is outstanding. Um, just, I, I think, yeah. I think the bird blood pool scene is not as literal as you read on it, but... Mm. yeah i clearly it shows some some dark thoughts are happening i I don't think her laying down in a puddle of blood is like a state actually happened yeah yeah Um, but i think you're right on that i think uh, a lot of those flash frames seem to be almost just like someone's inner thought or someone's inner visualization Mm -hmm. uh and rather than you know having that spoken into the film we get to see in in these creative little snapshots i agree i thought that mechanic was cool yeah, and it's kind of how they play with time in general, like jumping back and forth and showing little things from maybe right in the future or in the past. Like, I just like yeah. all that stuff a lot. Um, but yeah, I think where where it starts to kind of, I'm not sure if I like it as much as like, it felt like we were like, I mean, the beginning movie starts with like the past stuff and then we go to the future stuff. And I felt like we kind of kept moving into like new segment, new segment, new segment, as opposed to like longer arcs, um, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. To, kind of echo what you're saying it felt a lot of times like it it was like yeah it's like it the i the south park guys did a like a class on writing and they're Mm -hmm. like you you don't want to have to say and then you know Mm -hmm. or i i forget the the dumb dumb comparison i've seen i've seen that video as well i I forget what the thing is it does feel like after you know after they make amends it's like and then this, and then that, and then this, and then they have a scene with Ueno, and that concludes, and it's like, oh, okay, well, that's her send-off. And it's like, actually, no, she's in the next part. Yeah. Uh, okay, but surely we're done. I actually, no, she's in that part, and then also the next part, and it's just... Yeah. And yeah. all that, like, felt that, to me, that's like, oh, this is like a slice of life slash, like, rom com anime. Like, this things mm-hmm. would happen if I, if I, like, I watched this as a show, but it's a movie. <laughs> so I feel like more should have been done to kind of make it more flowing and like pushing itself forward, like as a as opposed to like you were saying of like we just kind of like, okay that little chapter concluded. What's the next thing? You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, maybe I'm trying to say like the middle was too long, and I'm just saying it in a super com- convoluted way. But yeah, no, I could just tell so easily this is like based on a chapter based manga. <laughs> you know? Right. And then like on top of that too, with some of the little vignettes that we get in the second half of the movie it's like the one where it's summer break and they're all hanging and they're the yeah. three of them nishimiya uh is it yuzuru uh yes yuzuru yeah nishimiya yuzuru and 
um, Ishida hanging out and he's being super clingy. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then that kind of just, we just kind of move on. And the yeah, we just kind of go into the mom's birthday and everything's fine. I was, yeah. I was expecting some kind of confrontation of being like, hey, yeah. you're being too clingy. Right. But they don't really have, maybe they have it in the manga, but they didn't have time for it. Um, maybe. But then also, like, also why why even include that bit then? Yeah. Um, because it it adds in like a, almost like a pivotal plot point of like, oh, yeah. well, now, he, now he's clingy. What, what are we going to address? And then there yeah. isn't a resolution and... This movie's super long compared to some of the anime we've been watching. It's still just about 10 minutes over two hours, but I think it feels, maybe, it feels long. Yes, it feels long. Maybe if you trim down a few of those vignettes and you could even elaborate on some of the some of the smaller parts, like maybe we go a little more in depth on mom's birthday. That's yeah. a pretty or maybe scene. we see his sister's face. <laughs> why yeah. the fuck do they go out of their way to hide the sister's face? It, it, it's maybe such an odd no, maybe there's something to it, and we're just not seeing it because maybe the sister's husband is on screen, the sister's yeah. daughter is on screen. Yeah, it was just, it was just so odd. Like we see like shots of her where it's cut off at like her waist of her, and then also like at the end final sequence, she's like holding Maria so that Maria's head covers her face. I'm just like, why are we doing this? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you should read the manga. I bet yeah, maybe there's we something should. in there. But. Maybe we should. But like you said, though, this isn't that, that wouldn't necessarily be an easy read. There's some really brutal stuff in this. Like, yeah. Besides, like, the, the two, you know, suicide attempts, just, like, the brutality of just people hitting each other. Like, my God, after, you know, the Shoko incident and, like, Ueno's beaten up on her and then Shoko's mom's beaten up on Ueno. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, this is, like, I did not expect to see this kind of, like, shit in this movie. Like, yeah, there's... It was a lot. I mean, I think it was all like made sense for the characters, but good lord. Yeah. Um, if we want to, I I agree. I think there's a lot of really painful scenes, and uh, it, it does kind of just keep beating you down. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we get the nice little kind of rom com section in the middle, but yes, and it ends well. But yeah, yeah. it's kind of the yeah. Uh, I to maybe take a peek a little closer at um, some of the characters. Yeah. We, we already mentioned orange hair guy who is literally irrelevant and has like two lines of dialogue and it's just like, yeah. oh, he wants to be your friend. And it's like, okay. Yeah. And then um, he's now he's not your friend. He's like, I thought you were better. It's like, you don't even fucking know him. <laughs> like, yeah. get out of here. <laughs> um, but like the, the main core characters, I think, are, are pretty good to an extent. I mean, Ishida goes through a lot and we get to see a lot of his, you know, inner thoughts. And, yeah. Um. I think that works really well, and he's he's a very well fleshed out character. Um, Ueno is uh, definitely interesting because uh, usually she's the we, worst, though, man. Yeah. I hate her. I hate her. Well, and <laughs> she she keeps having these points where redemption is possible, and she doesn't mm-hmm. get the get doesn't get it until the very end of the like when they're going to the festival, and she yeah. says like "stupid" or something in sign language. Yeah, and that's that's her redemption after just being so mean for the entire movie yeah um but i i don't know teenage girls are mean maybe <laughs> yeah i mean i didn't necessarily um, find her unbelievable i just hated her because <laughs> yeah you're supposed to hate her i think right um, um kawaii uh kawaii yeah yeah when when she started showing up again in the second half i was just like who who is this <laughs> uh who, who is this person because you were snoozing during the first half of the movie, bro. Yeah, she maybe was, she was in there. But, uh, I well, yeah, as just like standing next to you, I know for the most part, right? 
I mean, she had she had a good amount of lines. Okay. She gets um, called out by the teacher when they're doing the kind of well, the teacher calls out Ishida, he calls out Ueno, then Ueno calls out Kawhi, and then she she was like, I'd be surprised. I I wouldn't be surprised if you forgot who Sahara was because Sahara was there for like two Sahara seconds. Sahara was literally introduced and then give, given to, as a friend to Nishimiya and then gone. They. They said that she was friends with Ueno, but I don't really remember. So, I mean, once again. Yeah, her and Ueno were in the same high school together. But um, they, they were supposedly like close friends. Yeah. That just grew yeah, that, apart. The Sahara, that's not. Yeah, the Sahara arc was under. Didn't have time for it, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. So I think, again, this was a show. Once again, month, yeah. It would have worked. Sahara uh, has a pretty good character because it's, you know, like exploring cowardice and what is yeah. bravery and that kind of thing, but. It's like, did I don't think we needed to have a an exploration of that in this movie. And mm-hmm. um, Nagatsuka, Nagatsuka, I like him. Yeah, I like I him. I like too. him a lot. He's wholesome. <laughs> he's he's a little bit one note, but he has some good lines. He doesn't have much depth, uh, but yeah, easy to root for. Um, mm-hmm. The here's the uh, oh Yuzuru, I loved as a character. Yeah, Yuzuru was great. Yuzuru yes, was great. Fantastic. Um, she has a lot of depth and we get a lot of story through her and, Mm -hmm. you know, she feels very real as a character and as someone who wants to protect her big sister. Uh, I don't love Shoko as a character Mm. because I, I, and I think her, I don't know, she's pretty it's it's hard to describe, but basically I just I think she's too peerless. She's essentially without flaw other than we see, you know, some self-harm. Um but for most of the movie she's just uh omnipotent good and I don't know, is just not very intriguing as a character other than the fact that, you know, she has this disability, but for for the for the most of the first half of the movie, she kind of feels more like an object than a character. Mm. Um, yeah, I, that, I, I hear you on that. That does change, you know, in, in the back half when they start exploring her a little bit more and, you know, her thoughts and the the self-harm scene. Um, and that's kind of a meditation on... No, I mean, what am, whatever. It's a meditation on how you can't... You don't necessarily see the signs, Right. Because yeah. Ishida is sad and always like down. And it's like, oh yeah, he's probably depressed. But you don't necessarily always see that. Yeah. And it's it's a good message to send. But because of that, we kind of just always get smiley teenager, you know, Shoko yeah. uh, Nishimiya for, for the most part with a few scenes in there of like her going to a doctor and getting bad news. And mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, once again, just, you know, her, her disability as the main focus there and uh, her, you know, teenage girling over how she likes Ishida. And but that I, also I never know. really gets resolved either. Like she never <laughs> actually is able to honestly confess to him. Yeah. No, I was no. thinking about her character. Just, um, yeah. Not, not overly compelling to me, despite the yeah. fact that she's the focal point. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I was thinking about her character and cause I was thinking about in the past, like everyone's trying to protect their social standing. And I was like, but I think she was also, and her way is of just overly apologizing. And I was kind of waiting for someone to be like, you don't need to apologize for everything. And Ueno says it at the very end of the movie, but that's obviously, then the movie ends, so we don't really get to explore that. I was hoping for some of that, like, 
her getting some some pushback like hey like you don't need to apologize for who you are or anything like that yeah um and it's, it's yeah it's yeah. not really like you don't need to to apologize it's stop apologizing it's more yeah. of like it, it comes off more barbed than like someone yes. saying hey you are who you are you don't need to apologize for that correct it's, it's more like stop apologizing just right yeah a little from more from the character that everyone hates yeah yes <laughs> um and yeah no i agree i think there also is the theme of like yeah you might not see the signs that someone is um dealing through depression but yeah, I, I agree. It wasn't fully executed well. And again, I think if it was more time or maybe if it was sequenced a little bit differently with her kind of moments, maybe we were, were spread out a little bit differently. Um, yeah, I just think that enough, not enough time was devoted to her as a person. And I agree with you that she kind of feels like more of like an object. Um, but once again, just keeps doing the same thing for a lot of yeah, the if, if you have a full series, you can really dig into her as a character. Mm-hmm. And really yeah. get to know about her motivations. And I maybe was, like, yeah, the more happens after, like, because I was looking at the, the chapter list, like more happens after this movie ends. Like there is more things. Okay. And so maybe like then is when she has more progression, uh, progression. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I'm I a broken record. I keep going back to it. This should have been a show. <laughs> I think it would have been a very, very good one. It's, if it if it had this quality of animation, I don't know if it would have it just budget-wise. If it had this quality of animation and was a show, it would have been S-tier immediately, uh, I think. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, anything else you want to touch on? I mean, yeah, I, I think it's a strong theme, screen animation, but yeah, not it, everything... It, it has all point. the makings of greatness. There were just enough things that didn't really work for me. Uh, tied in with the uh, bloated runtime, that it, it not for me. I can see why there are people who love this movie to death. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And it, I'll reiterate because I think it's worth re-saying. It's like this is one of the better depictions of depression I've seen in media. So I think. It's I think it's worth watching just for that. Yes. Uh, even though it doesn't execute everything uh, super right. well. All right. Well, that is our oh quick recommendations I wanted to to give. Um, sure. If you want the wholesome version of this story, <laughs> I would recommend the anime Comey Can't Communicate. Uh, I've talked about mm-hmm. it before. Um, similar kind of story where a, a girl, high school girl, she's not deaf, but she can't speak because she's too anxious to talk. So she also uses a notebook to communicate like shoko does um and instead of everyone bullying her everyone is nice to her and it's a very wholesome anime so if you want to feel <laughs> happier inside i'd recommend watching uh Come can't communicate if you're interested in more of the exploring kind of depression and stuff like that i'd recommend the anime march comes in like a lion um it's i always recommend to people who like the queen's gambit because it's um about a shogi player which is japanese chess um i think he's is he middle school or high school he's maybe like late middle school early high school um he's you know like a prodigy at shogi but he's kind of dealing with um, other issues in his actual life and um very 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 good it's it's a can be hard to watch as well um, at times but i think it explores similar themes uh very effectively so if you want more of that stuff i'd recommend uh, march comes in like a lion um uh, yeah. I would just, I mean, just on a similar topic, but some really good movies about uh, and surrounding the deaf community. Yeah. Um, the Sound of Metal, 
starring Riz Ahmed is really fantastic. Um, it it's about a man who is a heavy metal drummer who loses his hearing and has to come to terms with that and has to find his way in a new community. Um, and really, I think was a little underrated. I, I might've even, it got some, Riz Ahmed got best actor nomination. He should have won, mm-hmm. but that's fine. Um, one of my favorite movies of the year it came out, uh, would highly recommend. And then another like pretty prevalent, but, um, the best picture winning Coda mm-hmm. is absolutely fantastic. Uh, it is, it's a, kind of an elaboration on if you look at the family family life of um shoko and yuzuru and and what it's like to live in a family where some are deaf and some aren't Mm -hmm. um and the way that they have to cope with that and how uh yuzuru who's the younger daughter feels like she has to take care of her older sister yeah similarly uh everyone in the family in Coda is deaf except for the daughter who's the main character and she feels like she has an obligation to, to take care of them. And um, that, that movie also has great representation. It's got real children of deaf adults with Coda. Um, it's got real deaf people. Um, and it, it's just a really nice story. I, it, I almost want to bite my tongue. It's a really nice coming of age story. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, those are, those are great shout outs. Um, I definitely want to see both of those for sure. Um, all right. Well, before we get out of here, I got a bonus review perk. Um, I am now as caught up as I can be on Psycho Pass. There's one movie that came out this year that is not streaming yet that I will watch as soon as it is. Um, but I finished watching season three of Psycho Pass plus the end of season three movie. It's confusing, but season three is done. Uh, still continue to love the show. I think... It did the thing, I don't know if you've ever watched a show like this, Perk, you probably have, where, you know, you finish a season of a show, you start the next season, and the status quo has changed, all your favorite characters are gone, and they, they're like, hey, here are these new main characters, and you're like, get the fuck out of here, bring back my favorite characters, where are they, you know? Sure. So season three does that, and I was like, initially like, oh, man, like, where are my favorite characters? But they have these two new leads, and by the end of episode one, I'm like, I'm in, I love these guys, I would go to the ends of the earth for these guys, like, they're great. Um so really strong new cast in season three. And we still got our, our old faithfuls back. Um, continues to explore interesting topics um, of immigration in this one. Uh, people trying to immigrate to je- this Japanese idealized society and the tensions that arise from that, as well as kind of not, not a ton, but kind of is, does AI deserve the rights to like vote and stuff like that, um, which is kind of interesting. Um yeah really solid season really enjoyed it the end of it again sets up cool stuff for the next season so i think they're going to do more which is amazing um but yeah if you like cyberpunky type stuff i've talked about it enough so i won't say anymore but you gotta watch psycho pass it's just an incredible incredible show um and i'm sad my journey with it is done for now but i'm excited it looks like there's going to be more more to come so yeah watch psycho pass people also before i say we're watching next week i'm cashing in my malala for the year all right <laughs> Perk, I was agonizing over this decision, but I have decided I'm choosing Ping Pong the Animation. All right. It is a outstanding sports anime, probably my favorite sports anime ever because it's 11 episodes and it's one it's a, just one story and then it ends and it's perfect ending and it's just incredible. Um I'm excited to hear your thoughts on the animation itself because you've seen it's very um 
<laughs> not normal. Yeah, different. Um, it's Distinct. very different. Um, but it really adds the experience. And after one episode, I was like, yeah, I'm in. Um, All right. So, yeah, that's on Crunchyroll, I think, is the only place to watch it. But um, Sounds good. Hope you enjoy that. And we are done with our anime films. We did a string of 10. Um, and now we're going to move on to a different part of the world. Not too far away. We're going to Korea, finally. And uh, our first film is going to be Parasite. Uh, Perk has seen it. I have not. But I felt like we got to do it. Um, this is probably the most famous Korean film of all time. Maybe. Old Boy might pass it, possibly. It, Maybe Train to Busan. I don't know. You could it's argue it's the most like landmark. Because yeah. it was the first Korean film to be nominated for Best Picture. I, I don't know that for sure, but I feel like that's a really safe thing to say. Yeah. Um, and it really energized a lot of the traditional American public who would never even consider watching a movie in a different language. Mm -hmm. uh, because everyone said how good it was. It kind of it flipped the switch and a lot of people were like, oh, I'll give it a try. Um, I think I, I had watched subtitled films before then, but like that was not many. And, you know, yeah. since then, I mean, almost immediately after that, after Parasite came out, I watched like A Portrait of a Lady on Fire, the French movie. So mm -hmm. I think it opened a lot of doors for a lot of people. Uh, it's a really important film uh, in cinema history. Yeah, 100 um, percent. So, yeah, I'm really excited for that. I, I do have a connection. Um, <laughs> it's it's loose. Slightly but strenuous. It, it's there, you know. So, A Silent Voice and Okja, one of Bong Hoon-jo's uh, other films, both use the classic <laughs> Johann Sebastian Bach <laughs> in the soundtrack <laughs> slash score. All right. He's he's in the IMDb. All right. He's in there. And then we'll just hop from Okja to Parasite. Like, Sparks already seen Okja, so we're not going to do both of those. But, um, yeah, we got there. We got there. We got it. And, uh, yeah, Parasite is on HBO Max right now. Okay. Um, so if you want to watch it, it is on there for you. Uh, and until then, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye-bye.